Hello and welcome to the Ignatian Year Podcast. I'm H.J. Dunmore and I'm here with Father Timothy Brown. The Ignatian Year Podcast is a series that we started in 2021 and the focus is showing you how to become the best version of yourself. And today we're talking about building images for change. And the key word as we're starting this is building. What I think about when we talk about building, I think about the book of Acts and how the scripture, Acts chapter 17, verse 24, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth. And it doesn't live in temples built by human hands. So when I think about that, I think about when God builds, he builds by growing inside of us. And the thing is, the temples aren't built by human hands, true. And we can begin to operate in such a way that our temple begins to build inside by using our spiritual understanding and growing in those areas. So Father Brown, as we talk about building and we talk about, you know, the natural understanding of building, but also at the same time the spiritual and building inside, what are ways that people can begin to navigate this process? Because there are some that are brand new to this and there's others that may already have started the process of building, but are looking to understand how to do it in a way that's going to be able to be fruitful and also beneficial spiritually to themselves and, and to others. Well, I think in this Ignatian year, I can't think of a better image than a house and the way in which St. Ignatius was always challenging the early Jesuits to use their imagination to see how the external dwelling place really reflects the internal dwelling place. And so this time in our discussion this afternoon, it's really about applying the imagination to an image and how it can be very transformative. And I think simply that I was very challenged by a chapter in a book by Isabel Wilkerson, who wrote a book recently called Cast, talking about all the racial tensions in our country and developing a very different model for helping the citizens of the United States to maybe rethink in a different imaginative and structured way systemic racism. In the second chapter of Cass, she, she entitles An Old House and an infra, Infrared Light. So imagine with Isabel what could help us be transformative in our desire to change some structures in this house, in this country. She writes, America is an old house. We can never declare the work over. Wind, flood, drought, human upheavals batter a structure that is already fighting whatever flaws were left unattended in the original foundation. When you live in an old house, you may not want to go into the basement after a storm to see what the rains have wrought. Choose not to look, however, at your own peril. The owner of an old house knows that whatever you are ignoring will never go away. Whatever is lurking will fester whether you choose to look or not. Ignorance is no protection from the consequences of inaction. Whatever you are wishing away will gnaw at you until you gather the courage to face what you would rather not see. Just that first paragraph, the foundation, the structure. Take a minute to imagine a house, an old house, what needs to be renovated? 
She continues, we in the developed world are, I like homeowners who inherited a house on a piece of land that is beautiful on the outside, but whose soil is unstable, loam and rock, heaving and contracting over generations. Cracks, patched, but the deeper ruptures waved away for decades, centuries even. Many people may rightly say, I had nothing to do with how this all started. I have nothing to do with the sins of the past. My ancestors never attacked indigenous people, never owned slaves. And yes, not one of us was here when this house was built. Our immediate ancestors may have had nothing to do with it, but here we are, the current occupants of a property with stress cracks, bowed walls, fissures built into the foundation. We are the heirs to whatever is right or wrong with it. We did not erect the uneven pillars or joists, but they are ours to deal with now. What a powerful image. And an image that Ignatius would say is a way for us to look at our imaginations, our prayerful imaginations, to imagine in hope a renovated house. And how would that be constructed? So I guess for me, this time in the Ignatian years for us to be aware that Ignatius was not so much interested in the physical buildings as he was in the structure of our soul. He was interested, and in many ways he was interested in the physical buildings because he, uh, one of the first houses of the Society of Jesus, when he couldn't really find a place that would help get the foundation of the order off and running. He actually found a house in a back part of Rome, a house that some people thought was haunted, and it had no, literally no doors or windows. It was completely open. And he decided that would be the foundation for the entire order. When that house without doors or windows, his young followers would be completely vulnerable completely open to whomever came to the door, whomever would ask for assistance or needs. So a different kind of image, a house without windows or doors. And the way in which Ignatius in his imagination and the way in which we're encouraged to pray, to look at the way the light comes into our homes, our souls, and the way in which only with that welcome mat and that sense of hospitality and that sense of being open to whatever comes in. And his own understanding, especially in a university structure, of the importance of the light of reason, as well as the light to discern faith and justice. And maybe a different image of our soul and our structure is a prism, the way in which a prism reflects the lights that come to it. Images of different lights passing through the prison, always aware of the source of that light, the creator, and the way in which Ignatius was aware that, as Isabel Wilkerson herself talks about in her book, Cast, that people come to dialogue gathering with different lights, different experiences, different understandings of the history of our country. But I think in many ways, sharing that inner light of faith and justice and hope that maybe through the prism of a university, we can begin together to reconstruct the old house 
of our country and maybe begin with that prayer, the preamble of our Constitution, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, to imagine a more perfect union with new windows, new doors, maybe open doors, maybe open windows in the uh, spirit of those first Jesuits and seeing the possibilities that come when we imagine a new house. We are indeed in a, in a time now thinking about Isabel Wilkerson's book. I tell people sometimes the rain, it reveals the real. And the real, meaning the reality of where we are right now. We're at a very, very unique point in life where, and, and as, a, as a nation and as a world, that there is great opportunity to make adjustments. And, you know, with the idea of the rain, you know, that's the other scripture that comes to mind. I um, was thinking about in Matthew 7, how it talks about the wise and the foolish builders. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 says, whoever hears the words and puts them into practice is like a wise person who builds their house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams they rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, but it didn't fall because it had a foundation on a rock. And what you've been sharing here are keys of wisdom that allow people to perhaps excavate, modify their foundation so it has a rock as its ground level that is built upon. And then the people that recognize this opportunity as the time for change, then from there, it allows a great building. But those that don't are like the person that's the opposite that goes in verse 26. The person that hears the words and they don't put them into practice is like a foolish person that built their house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat the house and it fell with a great crash. And the thing is with the idea of building images for change, I think everyone in some form or fashion may have had things that when imagining and when understanding and when doing introspection, we find things that we can begin to build and modify and be able to create strength within these things. Some things we excavate the foundation and we remove them. That's the process of life. We grow, we learn, we strengthen, and we are able to do that in such a way that as prisms, as you mentioned, we're able to let that revelation light, the light in our operation. We're able to have it so that it shines upon others. And I believe that as we're talking about, you know, the, the temple within, I think there are infinite possibilities. There are new windows, there are new doors. This is a new season. You know, I remember when I had mentioned to a couple of folks before the pandemic came about and I mentioned, you know, we're entering into a new age. It's just, you can feel it. You know, some people call it the age of Aquarius. There's different names for it, depending upon what you believe, but indeed we are in a new time. And it's a new time of discovery, a new time of opportunity for us to begin to look inside and being able to use, which is a great example, these four rooms, the mind, the physical, the worship, and also the emotional. But the worship, it's a lifestyle, and it's something that we grow continually from day to day, from glory to glory. We grow in different levels of who we are. So the thing is, when we look at this understanding of the temple and understanding that God dwells within us, and the more and more that we actually, the spirit dwelling within, we're able to go to different levels of being able to have more and more of that so the God within us, the spirit within us, is allowing to begin to grow in such an amazing and, and, and beneficial way for ourselves and for others. What you're saying, Jay, is so important to 
a new year, a new imagination, and a new way of proceeding. And I think that in the signation year, I can't help but look at the way Maya Lin talks about imagining and how when she goes about structuring a new piece of art, she always starts by describing and writing what the project is, what it's trying to do. She needs to understand the artwork without giving it any kind of material form first. It's always from the spirit, from the emotion, from the heart before it actually takes form. And I think that's part of our discernment and our Ignatian exam and that before we construct, <clears throat> before we set forth to do some new things, we pray and we imagine before it takes form. And I think of artists and writers and singers and poets, and I think of uh, the Irish poet Seamus Heaney, who had a wonderful poem called Scaffolding, where he talks about that scaffold that's built around, in this case, uh, talking about his, his marriage and his wife and the way in which that scaffold was built over the years to build up that marriage, that sacrament. And then that time when the scaffold wasn't needed anymore. And I'd like to share that with you. Masons, when they start upon a building, are careful to test out the scaffolding. Make sure that planks won't slip at busy points. Secure all ladders, tighten bolted joints. And yet all this comes down when the job's done, showing off walls of sure and solid stone. So if, my dear, there sometimes seem to be old bridges breaking between you and me, never fear. We may let the scaffolds fall, confident that we have built our wall. That's quite the illustration there. You think about bridges and thinking about connections, but also at the same time, the process of life. My understanding and the experience is, you know, there are connections and that build bridges, and at also the same time, you know, there are processes where some of the bridges and some of the connections, they take on different forms. And sometimes the connections that we have with people that have been over years and years and years, sometimes they're at a pause. Other times the connection and the purposes for those things have indeed run its course and take place. And other times there are new connections. And the thing is, I remember when, in our conversation, you talk about times and the seasons. And, um, you know, another one of my mentors as well comes to mind that she said, remember the times and seasons son, and understand how those things work together. And it came to a point having understanding that and the idea of how life continues forth, you know, they're recognizing the time and seasons. And as you mentioned, recognizing the patterns of life and beginning to be playing an active role in that is so important. And as we're building um, images for change, it's always important to make sure that we understand the structure, our house, understanding internally, but also at the same time externally. Just as St. Ignatius, when he saw that house, there are many times that probably people, I can imagine people passing by the house and not really understanding it. But he saw the value of what was inside of the house. And that's what's so important. Many people right now, maybe not necessarily understanding, looking in the mirror and seeing on the outside, but recognizing there's something of great wealth that exists on the inside. And that's something that I encourage all of you that are listening. Recognize that there's a great wealth that exists within you. And recognize within you, there are many rooms with many opportunities to build many images for change. And sometimes maybe it's a matter of, 
actually printing images of the things that you desire to see. Dream books and plan books, but also continuing in that and beginning to speak the thing. And the Bible talks about writing a vision and making it plain. And sometimes it's a matter of speaking and speaking life into that vision. So when you build the images for change, you're building it naturally, but also you're building it spiritually, naturally with your voice and spiritually with the introspection and spending time with, with God to begin to grow to an even greater understanding. We thank you for listening to the podcast. This is the Ignatian Year. I'm H.J. Dunmore, along with Father Timothy Brown. We thank you for listening and we encourage you as you walk the path of purpose that you continually walk with the understanding of who you are and at the same time recognizing that each image, each room, each opportunity is a way to begin to grow and build to an even greater version of yourself.